0: Right. Okay. Well, welcome back to the Limehouse Podcast. Yes, it's been a long time, um, but you know these things happen. I'm pretty excited this week because not only have you got Jeff Garland, but you've also got Tristan Sherfield, and I think I'm a little bit more excited for Tristan actually. Not only because he's right next to me, um, which obviously means I'm kind of bound to say that. Because if Jeff Garland was to my left, I'd probably be a little bit more excited. But um, Tristan has made a film, and he's also been on this podcast before, but more importantly, he has made a film uh, for his university course. Um, Tristan, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. Thank you, Will. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Things are going really well. Life is good. Life is sweet. Um, so you're, you're here to talk about Kingsdown... Um, I, I mean, last time I saw you, you were, you, you hadn't even done any, I don't think even uh, like a film course was even on your radar. So what has your journey been since, since you were last on this podcast? It's basically been about 18 months. It's been
1: a crazy experience. It's been really fun and mind-blowing. <laughs> like, I didn't realise life could change so radically. Um so, yeah, I decided to go to uni to study filmmaking um, because of lockdown and, you know, everyone was in this, a similar situation where the questions were, big questions were asked about your life and like what you want to get from it. Um, mm-hmm. And I just needed to fulfill my creative, you know, fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no,
0: I, I, I relate to that.
1: So, yeah, so we're here to talk about the film I made that is getting released on the 25th of this month. Um,
0: Which is the 25th of September. Yeah. Cool. 25th of
1: okay. September. Um, so, yeah, it's going live online, just free for everyone. Um, if you search Kingsdown Film. But, yeah, it's, it was been, it's been a very interesting and intense journey.
0: Yeah, but where, so you, you went to university and it wasn't like immediately right get a film done now, here's the budget. I think you went through quite a process to get the film done, right? Oh, uh, yeah.
1: To, so To get a green list. So, within the course, every... Um, I think there's about 100 people on the course and we got put into groups of two or we had to find someone else to write with and everyone had to write a script, which is something you know i have never i've never done and you know i'm not i once you know i found writing a struggle but there was there was something about it because it's such a a, vis- a visual thing as well mm-hmm. that i was able to really sort of ex- excel at it so every, everyone wrote a script and then there was a process of elimination through the uni um where it was whittled down to i think 20 scripts yeah um, and then we had like a boot camp where it was like a really intense critique of everyone's scripts, but we were all in a room together. Mm. So every, we were like flushing out ideas, um, which is fun. And um, yeah, and it, so it, it, and then it was another stage, and we were lucky enough to be greenlit. So we were one of, I think, seven films yeah. to be actually given the green
0: light to be, to, to be made. Yeah. So. Tristan, I know it's an obvious question, but what is the film about? Because I think people are going to want to know. So the film we
1: made is called Kingsdown, which is a beach in on the Kent coast where a, the majority of refugees land when they're crossing the Channel. Obviously, it's a student film, so it has to be very minimum cut, cut cast because of, the, because of the budget. So we we had the idea of a England football fan is down on the coast. Uh, With his girlfriend and, you know, they're walking on the beach and they come face to face with the refugees across the channel. In this case, it's Mariam who is actually in the throes of labor. So Jack has to then deal with his own conscience and decide whether he helps Mariam or whether he follows Kate, his girlfriend, Mm. um, who is much more... Right wing than he yeah,
0: is, to say the least.
1: Yeah. So he's torn.
0: How long did it take to arrive at that level of conflict? Was it always in your head? You wanted to write something really intense, or yeah, well, provocative. Th- th- we had
1: to, it, the when we were given you know, the project, it it had to be an inciting incident which involved conflict, and the, yeah. that was the first thing. You know, putting those putting those worlds together and colliding those worlds in my head and Alex, um, my co-writer, we just. It was just ideas just, uh, you know, lit up like we just knew that we we had something that we could really like dive deep on and really yeah. research about and, you know, really tell a
0: story which is hopefully emotional and real. Um, and I mean, it's it a lot of the time films do they have a certain amount of lift or a, a film is carried from a soundtrack and you had um, Pretty Awesome Guy help you with the soundtrack as well, right? Greg Holden. is Luckily, I'm
1: connected to him through friendship. Through friendship? <laughs> through friendship. Yeah. So, you know, I sent him... When when the film was in the early stages of being edited together and stuff like that, I, I sent him a few clips and he was just like, oh, he, he, he really enjoyed it. and He was like, you know... It excited him to the point where he he sort of was just like oh, I'd really like to work on this too. So, it, it's great for us to have someone who, a high profile you know musician yeah. working on the project as well because it, you know the project is a first year film. Do you know what I mean you know everyone was on the team was super excited and super passionate and yeah. we were very lucky because we were we were put together by by the uni. You know
0: we you don't you know we weren't hiring people. It's like yeah. but. So that's quite an interesting learning curve. I don't want to go too much for down that road, but it is quite an interesting learning curve in terms of like being, you're forced to work with people that not necessarily you, you would you would have picked. But I suppose that's that's life, isn't it? You yeah. Know? And but yeah. in in the creative world, it is hard because you're all so passionate, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but in the film world, it's very hierarchical, like. Yeah. There's a top dog. Do you know what I mean? There's, that's just because the, there's so many people involved in the project. There, there has to be like, you know, a hierarchy. Yeah. Um, and you know, being a slightly mature student. Um,
0: well, you're not. I mean, you're only thirty-seven, mate.
1: Yeah, no. But compared to, I know
0: compared, some of them are <laughs> like you know. 19, compared to
1: like the lo- like. you know lovely people on the team, you know it's hard as well. When you, you, I produced it, but mm-hmm. you know writing it as well, you, you get so you know you're so passionate about it. You yeah. really want to you know drive it home and make it the best thing it is. So. But
0: I mean, for me, because when I when I watched it, I thought yeah, the music was a fantastic element. It definitely blended really well with some of the shots that you chose. Um, but also, it, it's got such Heavy, intense connotation not connotations, but intense um, subject matter. That's a lot to take on. Did you ever think, oh my god, what have not? What have we done? But this is a lot of context. Yeah,
1: I, like saying that it's—I don't know. It's just that the process of writing it is like when you you do you write step outlines, so you have the key moments between in each scene. You already know what they are, mm. and then you work off them. But we had so many rewrites; it, it was crazy. Like even, you know, a couple of days before we actually were on location uh, filming. Like, you know, we were lo- really lucky that our you know, the tutor that we were working with was really on board with the um, the story we wanted to tell, and was giving us some really you know really helped us like refine the script because, as you say, it was like it's heavy subject matter, but then. It's real life. You see, like the the dialogue. Obviously, you, you're not only having to learn how to write how screen screens work, but dialogue in itself is like a whole nother thing. Like, because right, yeah. dialogue isn't the same as like we're speaking now. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. There's like subtext and all this stuff, and it was brilliant to learn. Do you know what I mean to get your teeth yeah. into all this stuff? But um, sorry, well, what was the
0: question? No, like no, no. That? I think you've answered it. But I'm I quite interested to what it because I've, I've done a little bit myself, and I it's always quite a buzz seeing it actually then come into real life like you know you yeah. write a script and then you you talk you, you write a script fine but then you've got to find the crew and you've got to find the camera and all and the actors yeah but then to finally see it in front of you what evolving in front yeah. of you taking life what was that like
1: it's amazing so i know what my point was now i was going back to my yeah. previous thing it's just like although it's you know really it's a narrative story but these situations do exist so okay, yeah. it's easy. And also the language we're using, the way they speak to each other is something you hear every day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You see it in the news, you see it. So, you know, a lot we were able to sort of cherry pick things that were just like, oh, God, that's like, you know, mm. horrendous. Yeah, horrendous. And like, but people say it. So these people should say it. Um Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's true, isn't it? But just re- what's so in, in that regard? What was it like seeing that come to life? Yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's horrible. Like yeah. uh, we, you know, the, the we were so lucky with our actors. You know, they really took to the script. Really, you know, like um, like ducks to water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they just knew what we were trying to say, and they were so on board with it, and they were so impassioned by it. Yeah. Like when Ellie, the girl who played Mariam,
0: she so she's the refugee. Yeah,
1: so she pregnant. It, it's so. Easy to that to be overdone and hammed up. Do you know what I mean? Someone yeah. giving birth and like or being pregnant on the beach, but you know, she was like giving these yelps of mm. pain, and I couldn't even. I couldn't. What I would like. It It was so visceral. I was just like, mm. oh my god, that. It was so. I don't know. She just tangible. Yeah, and yeah. Everyone, you know, so and Rob and Lorian as well. Everyone just smashed it, absolutely smashed it. Like we couldn't have done any better than what we've got, and it's you know seeing it the first time, it's it's been such an amazing beautiful experience.
0: But yeah and you and you've also been uh, shortlisted for not shortlisted you're 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 taking it to the um, to a festival, Lower Stoff. Right? Yeah,
1: so we've entered it into uh, quite a few festivals in and around the country, but we are lucky to, we've already heard from Lower Stoff Film Festival that we're a finalist, which is fantastic, you know. Yeah, it's great to get praise from the uni itself, but like having it out there in the real world doing real world things and you know getting selected and stuff is incredible. We're so yeah. Super excited.
0: And when, so people can go to see that?
1: Or? Yeah. Um So I th- it's the
0: 21st of October. Okay. Yeah. It
1: might be best to check that online, yeah. but Lowest Off Film Festival. I feel like Festival. it's that moment
0: in Wayne's World too, where she's like, I've got an album coming out. I think we do. And <laughs> like Bobby in the background, Christopher Walken's character. Um. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. So we don't know... We're pretty sure it's the 21st of October. It's around that weekend. Okay, cool. Um, um,
1: but, um, you know, every, everyone's, you know, online. <laughs> you, can yeah, check, exactly. you can check the interweb. Um, so
0: it's best to find it, what, Langsdown, uh, uh, Kingsdown Film. Yeah. Um, just Google that. Yeah, you, it, Kingsdown Film, were on Instagram and all yeah. the works. Um, okay. And what about, like, you personally? We've got a couple more minutes. Like, it's kind of cool to be able to check in with you. I think last time... Bloody hell! We were what were we talking about? I can't even remember what last time we were talking about. Probably like the world at large, as we yeah. kind of do. It, do you see like this is um part? I know going to university, changing your life completely, selling up and moving across the country is step one. Step two is creating something fantastic. What's like step three, four?
1: Getting in the industry, yeah. Just like continuing the the climb, but being you know. Being super motivated and hoping. Obviously, uni is different to the to, to working life, but luckily, I being slightly older I have experience. I just don't want to go back to what I had. I just like I had a taste of this thing, this world, and I'm just like I don't know. I just wanna I want to have it.
0: So that's kind of like your advice to people that want to make I don't know like a change, but they, to do it rather than not do it.
1: Oh, 100 percent! It's better to regret something you did do than something you didn't do, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just go and just go and do it. It's gonna. It's hard. Like as like when I moved, I didn't know anyone. Mm. It's and and it's just a strange thing. Like I wouldn't change it for the world. I've met some lovely people, some lovely friends, and like it's right, opened up my mind to different you and know, it's, it's, possibilities and different ways I mean, of living. And, well,
0: yeah, it's also kept you going, right? Because it's been a tough fucking year for you. So yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's been it's been very difficult personally mm. but yeah i just it's life,
0: <laughs> it's life. It, isn't it you just i don't know it's like get was it keep on what's, oh my god what's that line get busy living or get busy dying from short redemption yeah it's so true though but um mate thank you so much for chatting with me well, thank um, you will next time you, you know we'll be talking about your film with christopher nolan <laughs> but just really quickly he does time as a concept constantly what, what would be your would you like to what would you like to
1: um zen zen
0: existentialism existentialism yeah
1: and aliens
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright mate say goodbye to everyone All Right. bye here's here's Jeff Garland Who do you who do you dig Jeff?
2: python is uh, extremely important for me like extremely
0: so why i mean this is wow immediately we're, we're straight in That's, no I'm, i was going to ask you i was going to ask how your day was but um
2: my day is delightful i just had some almond butter and fuji apples um fuji i'm apples. Uh, here yeah fuji apples is my favorite kind of apple i'm um i'm in a delightful mood Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, well, you know, I just had a, um, I just found out I'm bipolar, which maybe might upset other people from, well, people who deal with me, but for me at 59 years old, almost 60 to go, oh, all this makes sense. That's sort of, so I'm, I'm pretty gosh darn chippy today. Um, And uh, yeah, as if I just watched a a bunch of Python, the joy that has brought me. And you know, I have two sons. Uh, I'm not a, I'm a comedian of some notoriety. My younger son is, he's 21. He's dealing with life in a better way. My 25 year old is delightful and, and having a good time in life. But man, does he, he is so conscious of nepotism because he's got a comedic mind. And Larry David has already put him on the show having nothing, not nothing to do with me, but but I didn't ask or whatever. Uh, yeah, so, and he's, he's really skilled and funny and special. But he has the giant cloud of me being his father, not on a personal level. On a personal level, we love each other and we're great. But in terms of when he goes down my alley or my world, which is actually his world, because that's his skill. He was born with it. Um, He's very conscious of people looking at him, thinking he's not deserving. You know what I mean? All that type of thought. He really is I think he's more talented than I am, you know? But Hmm. God forbid he should, you know, go for it, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, but it's a sticky world. It's a sticky world, plenty of warnings, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah, for
2: sure. For sure. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the reason that I got it to show business, uh, as an artist and you know comedian it, it is uh, partially really because you your scTV and uh, second city TV and I was also a member of second city and uh, uh, um, uh, um, Python were my like yeah, that's my secret club because only when you' when those things came out and you're my age, which is 12, 13 years old. Only really hip kids are grooving to that. It's not a everyone. Yes, people jumped on board for the movies, you know, like the Holy Grail and stuff to a larger mm-hmm. degree. But it was my secret club, my special club, that only funny kids uh, were members of. Um, and, and certain stand-up comedians, same thing. Briar, for example, that yeah. I, I love. But the world... Yeah that i wanted to go into really doesn't exist anymore like my my version of no. all of this is totally different it's mm. it's it's really bizarre yeah
0: yeah no no of course it's interesting now what you were saying about uh the little club right yeah. Twelve, thirteen. um like
2: what who who are you
0: trying? Hold, hold, hold on one okay. second. Let me turn okay. off
2: my. I have the. Uh, I'm very wealthy, so I have a Sonos system in my house. I just want to make Good sure. Uh, I'm listening to Nielsen. You like Nielsen? Uh,
0: I can't live if the living isn't. That me. is thats Nielsen.
2: I'm listening to uh, yeah an older album of his, and I love Nielsen. So I just turned that off, so it's not bleeding into the thing. So, um, okay. so go
0: ahead. None. Yeah, no, no, I'm just interested to know uh, whether your, your laughter was a need to make, like, did you need to make people laugh or was it just a natural thing?
2: Well, I, it, I, it's a natural thing and I felt comfortable doing it, um, but I'm learning through being bipolar that there was both a heightened aspect of me being a kid, a school kid, having attention in the classroom and being disruptive to now being disruptive on a set, (laughs) you know, that I'm the disruptor. Getting in trouble for the same shit I got in when I was eight years old, you know, uh, which is really funny to me, you know. Uh, And never from then all the way now, mean-spirited, unaccepting, and if anything, you know, proper comedians were the little guy were the picked on guy. That's, I mean, even if you were popular, there still is that aspect of it. So never would I wanna be hurtful to anyone back then all the way till now, but it is, uh, you can't, the joy of just, well, I told you I love Python. I love absurdism. (laughs) I love absurdism. Absurdism is like my skin and I'm on, I'm an, I can be an uncomfortable person. So I go to absurdism, which some people are offended by, even if it's not sexual, even they just are offended by it. Your strangeness uh-huh. offends them, you know? What, we're, what we have right now is we have the, it's a world where the lack of sense of humor is your way of getting back at everyone. And i'm not talking about you obviously but there's and it's a small most people have a wonderful sense of humor it's a small portion but it's being heard and i'm not talking black lives matter i'm not talking important stuff i'm talking unimportant stuff and there are people who are left who really don't understand Mm. the premise of Mm. comedy. no i completely agree you know um i just turned up i just turned off the comments on my I've chosen, it's my last Instagram post okay. until the spring. I'm just taking a, a break. And there were, a, the comments I get, especially on Instagram, which of all the social media has the most thoughtful, because you have to have some level of a craft, some level of an artistry to curating your thing. But there are people, and by the way, I can tell you every time they are private, they, some have no posts, but they love to make comments on yours. Now, when I, if I put up a post, maybe one will be something negative yeah. or something not nice. But in general, and they think because you have money or you're successful, then it doesn't hurt you, that you don't emotionally feel it. And so I turned off the comments, and it's going to be my post. It's just a picture of me on stage. And it says because I read this piece in the New York Times today, beautiful piece. No, no, and I know, we'll know I'm talking having, a lot. You want me to talk less? And, and um, uh, it's a beautiful piece about. Uh, it's called "Birds Aren't." I wrote. I wrote hashtag birds aren't real. And it's on the cover of the new york times today about this 23 year old kid for the past two or three years who's put up billboards that say birds aren't real that has had rallies he has like one in st louis where the cardinals baseball team is and he burnt their flag but he does it as if he's serious but
0: it's absurd it's,
2: it's all yeah. the abs- yeah. it's absurdism and i love it i'm actually have my Publicist trying to reach out. I want to thank him. A 23 year old kid. My boys are 21 and 25 and I love them madly, but dealing with them can be challenging. Whereas here's this kid, and I sent it to my older boy. I'm going to send it to my younger boy just to show him yeah, nepotism, mm-hmm. yeah, that, but do something, have some fun, do something interesting. And I love that this kid did birds aren't real. And they said, Well, what about the people who think that you're real? He goes, if people believe that when I say birds aren't real, that they're not real, they've got way more problems than birds aren't real. <laughs> you know, and I just love it. I love absurd absurdism.
0: Yeah, you must love um can you remember the first time you saw The Jerk, maybe? That's oh, the jerk, of
2: course. Well, I yeah. was a uh a huge Steve Martin fan. Um from the first album um uh um i remember seeing him like in sketches on the smothers Brothers show and um sunny and share i remember he just was this familiar presence then the album came out and that was it was all absurdism it was making fun of your classic vegas stand-up and then um you know he did say that live and it all took off well the jerk which is directed by one of my other heroes besides Steve Martin, Carl Reiner. Carl uh, Reiner who's a magical, was a magical man. And I got to know him, which was very exciting for me.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
2: But the jerk, I mean, just the idea of someone getting excited. The new phone books are here. The, the, everything <laughs> about it, you know, just absurdism I- is so, its uh, it's actually... I got to say a real lost art. Um, People aren't doing it and I live for it, man. So what I was saying, do you want me to go from where I was saying?
0: Well, no, I mean, I I was, you know, we were talking about absurdism and what have you. Absurdism.
2: What I was saying is that the only absurdism that I get where it really brings me joy is South Park. (laughs) Okay, yeah. They are, to me, they're heirs of Python. They are, can be mentioned, that's rarefied air. And there's not much of my generation or around where I go, hey, that's pretty spectacular. South Park is spectacular. Others may consider Curb spectacular. I cannot, being a producer and an actor on the show, I cannot judge the show.
0: Okay, okay, interesting.
2: That's my feeling on that. You know, I'm very proud of the work we do, but I I cannot hold it up with other stuff that's for but other you, people to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, South Park and Curb, um, South Park are definitely more, I mean, Trade Park and all that. Uh, they're, they're, they're more sort of, um, I, I think they've got not more license, but they seem like they're free well, to, animation to, gives to you, criticize.
2: Animation gives you license and they combine... Mm politics social and absurdism yeah. and when you can combine something political with absurdism it's delightful um <laughs> yeah so
0: yeah but but i mean sort of um having recently watched season 10 of, of of curb the beginning to me seems like a bit of a statement you know from 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 larry um when he, he knocks over the scooters and and then just breaks the the selfie stick and then just yeah. oh yeah, right, yeah 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 right, yeah yeah right. Right, that's just uh, but, absolutely brilliant. Yeah,
2: that makes me really happy too, yeah. and uh, it does him. He laughs. We both laugh when, when when we do that, and he does stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Because when you were talking earlier about you know how people get upset about certain things, oh um, yeah. I, By the way, it, I've heard
2: that I'm not. I don't know who. I don't know the details. Someone just told me this that there was a complaint about our use of the word pussy.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: I swear. I never heard a complaint about our show. There are people who have complained, uh, like when Larry accidentally peed on a painting of Jesus in the bathroom uh, in this one episode. Some religious people were upset. Sometimes some Orthodox Jews have gotten upset. But there are always, when you throw comedy out there, it's always going, it should upset some people. Yeah. That, otherwise, what are you doing? Even, right. even gentle stuff should upset some people. The problem that we have now is day-to-day life of comedians Mm. is upsetting to people. And that is like, what? Now, if you're a racist, if you're an anti-Semite, if you're uh, a a, um, homophobe, you, I mean, you know, if you hate women, yeah, people should come after you. Not necessarily with torches, but But when you're just trying to be funny and you miss or you hit and they don't get it, whoo, you
0: know. No, absolutely. And I I think that the the risk is worth the reward and it's not really even risk- Oh yeah, yeah. Because in this day, -day, everything seems like a risk.
2: No comedic mind cares what people say about them artistically. If people don't dig curb, I could give a flying fuck. Excuse my language. But <laughs> when people come after me, I'm like, what? What? What did I? What happened? You know, because it's like, uh, um, you know, it's like Dave Chappelle's been in trouble lately, but he chose a group of people to make some jokes, some funny, some not, whatever. Yeah. I, I firmly will fight for his right to, to talk about whatever topics he wants to talk about. But when you do that and you piss off even a small disenfranchised group of people, there might be some heat. Yes. But the idea that Dave Chappelle's day-to-day life should ever take heat is crazy, you know? And, the, and the, you know, uh, um, it's just a lot of... But the thing is, my, my personal feeling is, if you don't like somebody or what they do, no matter what music... Uh, comedy, or any art writing, uh, don't read them. The idea okay. that right. that parents, that conservative, closed-minded parents are trying to take certain books out of libraries, which has been going on for a 100 years, uh, is crazy. You don't have to read it. You don't even have to have your children read it. But don't dictate to me or my children what I can and cannot read. Right, you you
0: know. No, it is it extraordinary. It's like going out of your way to deliberately be offended, right? It's just like, you know, but that is because everything is front and center. Everything is uh, on top of us. Well, no, you
2: know what it is? And I was talking with somebody, they are saying that Mike Tyson said, the internet has given a home to pussies and assholes. Assholes, because people are just mean-spirited and they're really, can be really mean on the internet. And then pussies, because the things that people say in the comment section or on their thing, they're not saying it in your, to your face. They're mm. not getting up with you and going, here's how I feel about you. No, they yeah. do it from behind a rock. So I agree. And I think 100% it's all because of the internet. And I also think that the internet is a wonderful place. And it's also an evil, horrible place. Anything wonderful can be just as horrible. And it's both. And I'm, that is what has caused this. It's given a voice. By the way, the voice of the disenfranchised yeah. for so, social and political reasons is not what I'm talking about. Because that's a beautiful thing. And anyone who says all lives matter just doesn't get it ain't nobody arguing with the fact that all lives matter but for many many a season black lives have not mattered and that's the easy thing to understand so i love the social aspects of it but when we're trying to dictate artistic aspects and personal aspects that brings to me uh, that's the power of the assholes and the pussies
0: <laughs> i said by mike tyson right uh, yeah yeah, like, um, no, I take your point. I think, you know, I've got stuff flickering around in my head here from the work that you've the work that you've done. We've talked about South Park and, and Curb there and what you guys have done in, in Curb to, to uh, bring some of those things to, to the fore, such as um, Weinstein and what have you. That, that, right. Oh, you know, well, by really- the way, let's talk
2: about that for a second, just in terms of people not getting things. Hold on. I'm just running assholes and pussies because I'm going to do a stand-up bit on that. <laughs> um I am, I swear. I, I wrote it, I wrote it on my phone. So I I've got some shows in San Diego this weekend. I'm gonna talk about that. And what I do is I improvise. So that'll be a topic, and I'll just go off on that topic. And hopefully some gold comes out of it and yeah. do something again. Um we said, uh well, what were the thing where I said let's talk about that? What was what were we talking about?
0: Uh oh, Weinstein.
2: I, Weinstein, okay. So Larry David approaches me and he says hey man, I have this idea, you know, would you, you know, because he's wearing the Make America Great Again hat and he's using that. He goes, yeah. what, if, what if What if some people mistook you for Harvey Weinstein? Now, no one in reality has ever mistook me for Harvey Weinstein. Um, it, I did, they did, the Weinstein company did there's a... There's no smell
0: of sulfur around you.
2: No, there's no, there's not. I... So anyhow, I thought it was hilarious. People thought it was hilarious. Somehow people seem to think when they call me Weinstein on Instagram or when I'm walking down the street, hey, Harvey. And I think to myself, no, you're not, but they do. And they go, what are you doing here, Harvey? And I say, hey, we're talking about a rapist, a fucking criminal.
0: Yeah.
2: What is amusing about that? Yes, I did it on a show. Now, mind you, it happens now probably once a month and it happened once an hour when when the show aired it was constant man and it was a pain and i was like i wish i hadn't done it because i don't need that i mean that i mean you know talk about cancel culture yeah the dude's in jail he's canceled can't make movies from jail but outside of somebody being in jail or in prison about to be tried to maybe go to jail until they're guilty. Outside of those people, I ain't about having anybody canceled. And someone will go, how, really? If someone did this or that, yeah. Until they go to jail. By the way, people still like President Trump. Some people, that's their right. And and you can cancel them in your own world. You know, you can say, I Hmm. want nothing to do with him or any artist, you know, any artist that has done something that you don't like, don't listen to their comedy, don't listen to their music, don't yeah. watch their movies. That's your right. Never take that away. But yeah. no one should be uh, stopped from working, you know? Yeah. And really the only time these people are stopped from working is in corporate situations. You right. know, some studio may go, we don't wanna mess with that. like it's like, no, oh, like- Louis
0: C.K.'s um, doing his thing, you know?
2: Yeah. he's By the way, Louis C.K. is out there doing shows, 5,000-seat arenas, I mean, theaters. Uh, he just filmed the special. He's doing, but I have to say, he's releasing a special on LouisCK.com. Why? Because the corporate entities, they cancel him. You know what I mean? They can't stop him, but they cancel him. And do you know why they cancel him? They only cancel them, you know, a lot of these companies say they're looking for the well, like with HR, we're looking for the well-being of our, everyone who works for us. No, they don't want to get sued. People will complain about anything yeah. on any show, anything, and they'll sue. And so what Netflix or who, by the way, Louis' stuff still runs on Netflix, not the new ones, you know, although mm. this one might when, when it's off. Louis' website. But yeah, if, if Louie was up for the lead in a movie that maybe Warner Brothers was producing, they would say no. Not because they're offended, but their lawyers don't want trouble. They don't yeah. want anyone protesting. They don't. Everyone wants to go quiet in the good night, you know? And and some people want to go quiet in the good night, night and not stand for anything. I know I want to go quietly in life. I just want to move along, but I'll be damned if I'm not going to stand for something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not a corporation, you know, but no, no, it isn't. It is interesting, man. Like I, I don't want to get sucked down too much down that, down that one. Well, there's nothing just wherever our
2: conversation takes us. Don't worry. Absolutely. man. I don't have any agenda. I love talking about it. You want to talk about the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? I'm up for it. Whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I was you know I I did want to touch on um I I I was really interested to to know what you've done with um with the book you know you wrote about um climate change right and and t- and chiming that in with
2: Oh yeah Lawrence it was called Wally's My Footprint. And,
0: yeah and was there was, was that a re- deliberate did did you choose Wally because of your you know your your No uh, no god no you don't
2: choose Wally Wally chooses you. That's well, well put so, man funny they approached me and they said can can we can we fly you up here to pixar which is in northern california to present to you this movie we want you to be in as if they have to make a presentation for me to say yes to a pixar movie <laughs> but when i saw the movie i was like magical and then i saw the character that they had created and i'm like well that's me and that i'm more proud of wally than anything i've ever done ever that's,
0: I you know, genuinely I'm not, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass, but because obviously, because I have asked you this question, but I'm very pleased to hear you say that. Cool. I think it's yeah, a it, it, I think it's it, a thrills, award, it thrills me.
2: And, and so, and by the way, anyone who builds their career based on anything other than trusting their gut is a liar or unsuccessful because you can't say let's say i'm really into green stuff which i'm not but i am meaning i recycle i wrote a book about doing that going green um but that's not my thing how do i know a movie like wally is going to be made and i'm going to literally wait to pick the right production that has my agenda in it no (laughs) <laughs> I'm at the mercy of what's being created now. The only option that I have across the board, the only option that I have is to write something on my own that says what I want to say. That's it. Yeah. I have no other options because anything else is just trusting your gut.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, so for example, I suppose directing, like, um, for example, dealing with idiots, right? Yep. That that that's uh, something that's. I experienced
2: something, uh, yeah. with my kid and my older boy. And when he was in little league and I just wrote what it was like, I created this whole story it, it, sitting on the side at the games in my imagination. And I base characters on people that behave strangely. Um, yeah, I, 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 but you know, the problem also when you write stuff for yourself and you don't have, you don't have, um, an endless supply of money to pay for your own productions yeah i have had where i've written a movie where i was completely passionate about it and then by the time i got the money and i started filming it it wasn't my passion and i liked it and i was proud of the work but it wasn't Mm -hmm. what like because you really you write it and you need to do it. it it's really got a gestation period any project that comes into your mind yeah. really two three years from beginning to end and if it happens after that and it, and it does sometimes in independent filmmaking and when you have ideas um where you're like oh this is not i've, I've moved on yeah. i'm thinking about other things yeah
0: yeah no absolutely i think in d- independent film you can learn a lot about yourself uh working within that and and especially when you're having to do so much of the heavy lifting you can work a you could, sorry, you can learn a lot about yourself and your yeah. um, who you're working with and the strains and oh my, oh my goodness! But um, I wanted to just uh, use one name and see what your response is. Was Fred Willard? Ah,
2: ah! <laughs> to be able, <laughs> I, I have to say, someone like Fred Willard to have the honor of not only knowing him and being his friend. But the idea, I have worked with Fred Wally. I've done TV oh, shows with him, Mad About You. Uh, I was on Mad About You with him. He was in Dealing With Idiots, my movie. I wrote the part for him. Yeah. Um, to not only be friends with one of your heroes, but to work with them too. It's, that was, I have goosebumps. I love oh. Fred Willard. I don't even, I can't say loves because he passed away. My love for him still exists every day. You know, uh, That's how a they special, exist. a special, special, special man, uh, a love. I uh, just loved him. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: I mean, a u- unique absurdism, right? Yeah,
2: you know, great absurdism. He de- now, the movie that I did, Dealing with Idiots, uh, he plays uh, a father with, I think, a young wife. I can't remember exactly. It was, I, I, even though I wrote it, you know, but it was improvised. <laughs> and he came up with this idea he had completely improvised this that there's not a lot of parking at the games but there's a lot of handicap parking and people aren't using the handicap parking so what we need swear to god what we need to do is drum up handicap attendance At the Little League Baseball Games, which is awesome, which is awesome. And I thank God I was off camera. I'm filming him doing it. I'm standing by the camera. But I had to be quiet because I couldn't laugh. But wow, wow, to think of that. That is just absurdism to the hilt. But a thing of beauty, man, a thing of beauty. Wow
0: god absolutely man absolutely and, and uh rop man because um i feel like like you said earlier i think that that, that those things are dying out but um interesting they are but because- also
2: fred amongst uh, other people um i can tell you i'm going to speak for fred i'm a, a dead friend but i know this is true of a lot of of my peers that are really special and funny, but I'm gonna tell you what's true for me. And the truth for me is my job is to ease people's pain. Do I get a lot out of it? I get money, I get laughs. I get, it's it's it, it's filling on so many levels, but my job, the black and white of it is, my job is to ease people's pain because the world can be, it can be beautiful, but it can be difficult. And if you yeah. have a crappy day at work, or uh, uh, your love life is falling apart whatever it is i want to be part of a group a team that's available to you to make you at hopefully laugh but at worst forget about what's going on even for 20 minutes at a time it, and yeah, so it, it, yeah it brings the fred, did, and fred was one of the ones who did that for me he brought me so much joy
0: yeah and you know, it's, 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 it's good to hear you describe that in layman, layman's terms and in terms of like what it means to you fundamentally, because I, I, I think that what I get through lockdown and watching Kerb was um, just the sun. It, it brings the sun, you know, it's this like either.
2: Well, thank you. That by the way, highest compliment you can give. Highest compliment you can give. So many people during the pandemic, it was so funny a lot of comics were doing like shows during the pandemic on zoom or on, there's a thing called clubhouse. And I participated in none because my attitude was it's a pandemic. Everybody's locked in. There's plenty of stuff of mine that you can enjoy. That's well-produced and done. And the number of people who wrote me and still write me about how much curb Help them through the pandemic. It's like, man, doing my little bit, my little thing. And I say my little because Larry David is the heavy lifter. You know, he's, I I don't want to cut on myself. I'm sure people watch and I help their love of the show. And hopefully Mm -hmm. they dig what I do, but it's Larry David. And even for me, Larry David brings the sun out. You know? Okay, that's
0: that's that's interesting, but I think also that you you know, uh, uh, from where I'm coming from, it's important to have the right people a- around him to, to to play the straight people. To, oh, to by the way, the well guy. that
2: not, that that's the equivalent, if I may, of an athlete having. Players on the like a great athlete can't. I mean, yes, certainly someone like Federer, I'm, but I'm talking about team sports, which mm. is what comedy can be yeah. not when you're doing stand up, team sports. But it's like a, a guy like Larry, you put him with a great supporting cast, Michael Jordan, great supporting cast, it knocks it up another level. So Larry David goes up because we're all lifting him up, but we're lifting greatness. And if oh. you ask me, it's really light to lift. It's not even a heavy job. God,
0: that's a beautiful, that's a, that's a very beautiful, succinct way of putting it, man. Like, like I've never like,
2: said it before, but I actually like it. Maybe I'll say it again.
0: Yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it is, it is interesting, man, because what, what I wanted to, Touch on was a little bit of the second you know the second city and and what happened and what what, not what happened but where where you got you where you got started out you know because that's well
2: second city i started in stand-up and i also did i was in college i was in college i was studying first theater then i was studying film then i dropped out i was going to university of miami i dropped out to become a stand-up then i did stand up and i'm from chicago i was living in south florida my family had moved there and I moved back to Chicago to do Second City. And what Second City did, which I owe them forever, was give me a foundation to build my style. Yeah. My standup style is not based on any standup. It's, 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 my style is based on some standups, jazz musicians, like Sonny Rollins, for example, and Second City. It gave me my thing, you know, clay to put together of what I do. So I am grateful forever to second city for giving me my foundation of which I approach uh, acting. So what, and what comedy stand up Yeah.
0: But if we could go a little deeper, cause that's, you know, to me, like yeah. that stuff of um, legend. Right. You know, it's like who,
2: well, I mean, you know, I don't want to be curious about it. What but... two, what, what's what's the, the thing? What, what, what when you're writing a story, if you, if the truth and the legend. Print the legend. Uh, Second City. Everyone's gotten whatever they've gotten on it. What I mean by that is, there were plenty of people back then there, and there are plenty of people now who are there about are about fame and about getting what fame has to offer. Yeah. And then there's people such as myself, and there's numerous people like me in terms of. I do what I do because it's what I do and I would do it for nothing. And I would do it. I I just, it's what I do. And so I don't, I'm not into comedy for what comedy can bring me. I'm into comedy because it's what I do and I need to do it. But Mm. it's like, I see a lot of comedians now where it's, it's all about what, what fame brings to them. It's not about hey, man, I'm going to ease your pain. Hey, man, I dig this. And so Second City, I was with geniuses and I was with people that I've already forgotten their names. <laughs> and, I, and, uh, and and the work at Second City, I can say, uh, at, after the time I spent there, wildly inconsistent. Some shows, wonderful, hilarious. Other shows, the lamest, softest, crappiest crap you've ever seen. So I don't want to paint an image of like, this is the most wonderful legendary place. It's a place where wonderful and legendary people and things have happened. Yeah. And it drew certain people. I can't speak for it now. I haven't been around there in years, but, um, it drew different types of people. Yeah. Fame, And like I said, because this is the work they want to do. You know, it was funny, here in LA, years later, there was a second city alumni for years. And I used to be depressed when I left. And the reason I was depressed, I used it as a way of working out, as a way of doing stuff, you know, like getting better. The majority of people that would show up were all about the thought that someone in the audience was going to discover them. Mm. No one discovered anyone during that period. You either, so when you're improvising with a group, it's like you want to do it to enjoy yourself and get better. But when you're on stage with someone who's not even really looking you in the eye because they're all about, I'm going to get discovered, it made for many a depressing night. And not, not only that, not only in LA with the alumni, but back when I was originally doing it. I was in different groups and some were just delightful. And other times it was like, wow, look at this group they put together yeah, in I a bad it's, way.
0: It's kind of interesting to me though, what you're talking about there. Um, and what, I, what, I, what I, I think about often is um, what is the relevance of failure in life? And, and, and oh, much, it's so important. Right, and how much, how much um, kudos you put on that, how much- um, I have something for you. I have a good yeah.
2: story. Okay. Go it. Uh, it, it's not. Uh, it, it's just a. It's an anecdote, but it's like wow. So, Wally, which we spoke of, written and d- directed by Andrew Stanton, who also did Finding Nemo, up in my eyes and many others, a brilliant man and a mm. warm man and a wonderful man, and the man who did the closing music in the movie Wally, Peter Gabriel, oh. Peter Gabriel, myself, and Andrew Stanton had what i consider i have goosebumps right now thinking about it we were at an academy awards party of someone's home with dinner being served and I, i'm not exactly sure what it wasn't it was around the academy awards well i had dinner with peter gabriel and andrew stanton and the topic of our conversation that evening was in fact adversity and failure and how it made all three of us that right. we would not be sitting there if it wasn't for Failure, failure, adversity, (laughs) adversity. That is so important. By the way, I welcome adversity. I don't want adversity. You know, uh, Jackie Gleason, who's one of my all-time heroes, uh, used to talk about hearing actors and comedians saying they want a challenge. And he'd be like, I don't want a challenge. I want to do what I'm good at and have a fun time. I don't want a challenge for yeah, and I don't want adversity and I don't want failure. But guess what? That is part of the human condition. Mm-hmm. That is part of and if you're really out there trying stuff, boom, you know. So
0: You're you're gonna meet you're gonna meet it. You're gonna meet those two things.
2: Yeah, but yeah. But to have a to have a meal with those two gentlemen, oh, to hear Peter Gabriel talk about the early days of Genesis. Right. Awesome. Fascinating. Yeah. But-
0: I mean, so how how does it inform you now? Do you you take a moment to look back? Do you, you, I mean, in terms of like- Well, no,
2: here's a couple things, a couple things. I am writing a one man show right now that I hope to do on Broadway and it's gonna be called Curtains. And it is based on the past year of my life where the only good thing was the pandemic. I'm actually exaggerating. Uh, I met a wonderful woman. Uh, My children are doing well and thriving. Um, but this past year, I, I'm going to run a show on this. I was extorted. And for your listeners who don't know the difference between blackmail and extortion, blackmail means you did something and yeah. someone's holding that over you. Yeah. Uh, extortion means somebody just wants money. Doesn't mean you did shit. Okay. So I was, I started the year extorted. Uh, I then got an infection through diabetes and I had that part of my toe amputated. Uh, i had surgery on my toe not too long ago and by the way enough is there that i have complete balance i can dance people love me dancing I, 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 just, I, just,
0: just as long as you've got balance jeff no i've got guess. great balance I, you know, and it, it
2: just balance. looks like a toe that's a little shorter with no without no, no toenail which isn't exactly <laughs> pleasant but i'm functioning fully i box that's what i do sports wise i box so um, and so yeah it's great especially your court's great So it doesn't affect anything. But as soon as I got better from that, this is not an exaggeration, my last day of treatment on that, after I had the surgery at the hospital, that night I collapsed in my bathroom and cracked my head open. And there's blood everywhere. And I'm thinking, why is it? I woke up, I'm like, why is there chocolate syrup on my face? Mm -hmm. So I had to deal with that. Uh, Then recently uh, there's been a... it's really a non-story. I helped make it a story uh, where there was someone, uh, there are some people, and when I say some people, not a large amount, but some who don't like me at the Goldbergs. And they have said some, they don't, they and the corporation of Sony, you know, who runs it, don't like my behavior. And as I told you, my behavior is about joy and it's respectful to people. But if I, if I'm talking, if I say this, let's say, I say, oh, great grandma's balls, like, like which is <laughs> something I might say, right. there are people who are offended by that on set and complain to Sony. And Sony tells me you can't do that. And by the way, way more softer stuff than that. And that not sounds much like an harder an
0: episode than. of Curb, right? That's it is,
2: I'm- it is. And we may do something about it, but I know I'm, so I've had to face, I always said, when they come after me, this cancel culture, whatever the fuck it is. No, they've hit the bottom of the barrel. Because I got no secrets in my closet. There's no skeletons. I have always... I've gotten the most beautiful letters from friends of mine uh, and and some women that, by the way, have dealt with abuse, have Mm -hmm. dealt with horrible things, who said that I make them feel seen, that I love... That they love me. And these are not romantic. These are friends that... So I... I know who I am. And this it just, time- it just,
0: it just sounds like you've got your, you've got to cover your back the whole fucking time.
2: Well, no, you but, you, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to, because that's living a life that I don't want to live.
0: Perhaps what I and, meant was one does, one has to, you know. Well, one you
2: think has to, to a degree, but here's what one shouldn't be. And it's sad because shouldn't be surprised. Right. I sang a song on set a month ago. Uh, and someone from HR said they wrote down the song, and it makes for an unsafe workspace. And if you think I'm making this up, I'm not. Are you ready for the song? Mm-hmm. And I just made it up because I made him say it to me, and it was almost like hilarious. And yeah. then I had the producer of the show and my manager on the show, who are waiting for a shoe to drop that I've done something horrible in this meeting, and nothing came up. Swear to God, this makes for an unsafe work atmosphere. Chim chimney, chim chim, chim chim cheroo. Grandma went crazy, left her brazier at the zoo. <laughs> I was told that I cannot sing that. Oh, my
0: God. No, I'm not making oh up.
2: I was and bracing so, myself
0: for the worst there, but oh, my well, God. Of course, of ridiculous. course. But
2: this is what I'm dealing with. And yet, and so my name's being dragged through the mud, because that's what it is, but it's nothing. And by the way, how long till somebody else pops up that they Jeff, I was out just there.
0: thinking mate I was thinking exactly the same thing you know in, in a way you know your shit's clean so
2: totally just, clean keep and keep by the, the way as and... a stand up even though I swear I, I like swearing but I'm even a pretty clean stand up like I and I don't go after any group and I support like lots of I mean I'm a when I say liberal minded guy it means open minded thoughtful mm. gentleman and but the thing is It's like, um, it's sad that I had to go through a festival. And so you're talking about adversity now. Well, I'm looking back on this past year, which has been the hardest year of my life. The beauty of this past year and the ending of the year is me at the Mm -hmm. age of 59 and a half years old, me being uh, um, um, uh, shown that I'm What's the word I call it? The, 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 the the thing that's wrong with me? Oh, I'm bipolar. I'm
0: bipolar. Yeah. And
2: I'm on lithium, which is, it's it's made, oh, oh. It's it's. And And I don't even know how I live my life like this because I would have intense highs on stage, intense yeah. highs on the stage as I'm filming. i have the end, I wouldn't be able to stop, followed by periods of dark, dark. Yeah. Yeah, darkness yeah. so dark i have to find ways to, words to use it because i'm writing a show and the show mm-hmm. is um uh, you know i have thought about uh taking my life
0: yeah okay i'm sorry Jeff. i have
2: not made plans and i did not make specifics i have thought like why is it worth living i want to die this is this past year all of it, the 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 um, uh, 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 the beginning of the year with the, um, see my brain, um, I said the woman, extortion. Yeah. She was a dear friend of mine, a dear friend of mine who I loved. And this, I watched her go a bit crazy during the pandemic. And I tried supporting and it backfired. And this person, I never had sex, nothing, nothing sexual, you know what I mean? I wanna be clear on that because with everyone talking now, but, I have been in such a dark place. The entire t- everyone wanted to get rid of twenty twenty. I wanted to get rid. Of, I want to get rid of this year, twenty twenty. Yeah. The pandemic. Do you know what I learned during the pandemic? I liked. Sitting in a chair with my dog, doing nothing. And when I say oh, doing nothing, yeah. not even listening to music, not reading a book, not watching a movie. Sitting in my backyard, looking at a tree, and then going, "Oh my god, three hours have passed."
0: I think I want to. I think I want to chime in there because I. Um, I think I suffer. I. I not suffer. I had that with the lockdown. I. I had that. I found and. The, I found I was listening to birdsong a lot. I found that I was doing fuck all as much as i could to just appreciate oh my i could die tomorrow i mean this could be
2: it well that's the thing And by the way nuclear war who knows we live in this you know and yeah that was delightful so that's my 2020 and at the end of 2020 i met my girlfriend who i love and um and i've only gotten closer with my ex-wife i love my ex-wife i'm always confused as a young comedian comedians doing this ex-wife material and slamming them. I'm like, you had children with this person. You you <laughs> shared a life. You now they're fucking assholes. No, no. Yeah. Just because you don't want to be married to someone anymore yeah. does not mean that you don't love them and they're not deserving of your love and respect. So but, I might be different than other people, but that's my attitude there. So I, 2021 though, started with a bang and it's ending with a really a gift, the gift of bipolar. I look at that as a gift and it explains my entire life.
0: Diagnosis is a very handy thing. Yeah. I mean, it can be, it's liberating for some people, I think, in some regard. I think, you know, you're, you're struggling around in the dark. What the fuck is this thing? And I think as a stand up comedian or a comedian, anybody's going after it, it the, 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 the understanding that adrenaline is meant to wear off in a natural way to a degree, doesn't, people don't fucking tell you that. If you, you're on a massive high from being on stage and then you're in a terrible dark place.
2: Oh, by the way, it is to, to go from that the on stage, when you're filming something, a day on curb, and then go home. It's a dark thing. And and I feel for my ex-wife and I feel for my girlfriend and, and to a degree, my children, I always had the sense of pride of not bringing my work home. So yeah. from that standpoint, it was better, but I couldn't control my darkness. And I went to dark, 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 dark places. And, um, yeah so it's been the most extraordinary so what i was saying is which this is a discovery i made so I, my favorite elton john album is captain fantastic and the brown deer cowboy and i love the song someone saved my life tonight the joke of suicide and it is a joke is the people around people who commit suicide right because they think that they could have made a difference and they couldn't have nobody who was going to commit suicide was ever stopped by somebody saying, I'm here. If you want to talk about stuff that doesn't stop anyone. No. you know what stops people from committing suicide? Professional help. Yeah. If they're really going to do it, that's the only thing. And what I had was my ex-wife and my girlfriend take me. No, I wasn't a psychiatrist who I knew and We did all the exam, all this stuff. And then I wake up and I'm like, I'm fucking bipolar. What the fuck? So that changed my life. Now, I didn't get to, I've never in my life gotten to a point where I had the knife or I had the gun or I'm going to do it. But boy, oh boy, I thought about it. And I thought, Mm -hmm. not specifics, but like in general, that darkness, that over, it's such a dark thing, which I'm enjoying a lack of darkness right now. But I I went through all that. But people, people were saying to me, "This is how," because of all the stuff that's been going on. If you need me, I'm here for you. I support you. But if you're gonna kill yourself, you need professional help. You need to talk to the people who work with people who are gonna commit suicide. So I was just listening to that album, listening to that, and I thought, "Well, how do I?" bring this thematically, in. and then there was a song, there is a song towards the end of the album, which is the second part to the song we all fall in love sometimes. It's called Curtains, and that's gonna be the name of my show. And Curtains, to me, because it's very, um, what's the word called, not, is it nebulous? Where it's not clear, it's um, like when someone says something and it's not yeah. clear, they're, they're, they're- I don't know. Opaque is not bad. Well, people understand what I'm talking about. Oh, God! Gotcha. Yeah, so it's not very clear what the song's about, so it's everyone. But my interpretation is the song is about dreams and realities, you know, uh, uh, the dreams that you have when you start out and then the realities of where it takes you. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought at first, I, you know, because curtain is a fun, drapery is a really funny word. Drapery is a funny word. But curtain, not as funny. And curtains, <laughs> of course, means it's over, death, but I'm pulling curtains on 2021. And that's what I'm going to write the show about. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping that at some point that I bring it to Broadway, that Netflix produces it on Broadway, and then we film it for Netflix. That's a goal that that's a goal that I have, and I'm sharing it publicly uh i, I what do they call it vision vision boarding or whatever right. but that's what i need i and of course i'll know more about my life as it goes on because i'm always growing but you know i'm 59 years old i didn't think the worst year of my life would come at 59 yeah no i didn't think that and some people the worst year is when they're eight some people right. haven't had their work maybe this is even my worst year i don't know You know, I I have no idea, but I do know that I'm uh, I'm uh, this one has been a doozy and I'm going to address it. And I hope that I hope that because I don't write for audiences, I write for audiences to dig me and to enjoy it. So I hope there's a universal feeling that people can have with what I experienced. But I got to write what's true to me. And that's why sometimes albums. Or, you know, uh, the music, and noble failures, films are, look what, look what Kubrick tried doing with this movie, but it failed. But you got to try what you care about.
0: Yeah. And who knows if it's going to be good or bad. That's I the thing. I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah. But um, just before we go, um, I don't want to be crude to, to change tone so quickly you, by the way you can
2: you can go anywhere that's the thing I'm an improviser man okay, disrespectful
0: because you know no, you're not gone.
2: by the way I'm not holding you to sit on at my every word and take what I say very serious seriously I always tell my children and I repeat this all the time take what you do seriously don't take yourself seriously <laughs> Absolutely. so you changing i'm good man okay okay i'm and just you, grateful to be here with you and thank you for asking me that's sweet that's sweet and i hope people come to see me in, in in london and other places in europe go to okay. jeffgarland.com all the dates are there
0: there'll be a sellout but i would just i was just wondering uh one word again we, we had fred sure. willard one name um susie this time susie yes yes and, uh stay and sorry uh yeah w- stage wife wife stage uh, chemistry and how 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 that div- that relationship okay well here's and-
2: here's the thing susie and i've been friends since the 80s we met oh. in new york at catch a rising star that's when i met larry too um larry approached me he said I, he goes i saw susie essman on this roast for um What the heck's his name? Who I loved. Um, uh, I'll think of it in a second. He saw her on on a a Friars Club roast, being hilarious. He goes, "What about her as your wife?" And she gets upset when your house is robbed by a fresh air fund. That's like a kid from the inner city that you take in your home. That this kid uh, disrupted. uh, uh, um, um, Yeah. Uh, Anyhow, I said great because I love Susan. Well, right away, it was hilarious, her losing her crap and calling me a fat (laughs) fuck. And then it grew her part because she's great, grew and grew. And people would say to me, does it bother you? First off, she's one of my best friends. And I look to her. She is a rock. She is a love. She is a rock. She is smart. She is funny. She is everything in the world. And she also has, by the way, her husband is a wonderful, like, you know, some of like you have friends, they marry somebody, you like, Ugh. I love her husband. Oh, mm-hmm. they are just the best. And when I'm around them, I'm just like, I'm just happy and delighted and such. And so we work well for years and um, I love it. But the thing I will say about her, as opposed to Larry David, as opposed to Cheryl Hines, as opposed to J.B. Smooth. Um, she will not do any of my nonsense. For example, I've gotten Larry David and Cheryl Hines to walk up to background people, extras, and tell them that they collect lotions from around the world. So imagine you're a background person and Larry David walks up to you and goes, oh, you know, just out of nowhere. You know, I, I collect lotion from around the world. And it's like, God bless them. But, and that's just an example of the silly stuff. Um, but Susie refuses. She will not do any silly thing. I'm not your. I'm not your puppet. I'm not your puppet. Fuck, fuck uh, yeah. You so back. so so yeah. No, she never called that in person, and not at all anymore. I've lost over i have lost about i have lost about a. I've lost about a hundred pounds. That never comes up. Um, so yeah, I, noticed, I noticed that. Yeah. So she. Um, she's just I, I, there's nothing I couldn't say wonderful about her. I just I, hats, I I could just be of, well yeah and that's also a uh, um, uh, wardrobe person oh, which wardrobe. now unbelievable yeah. oh Jerry Stiller was the roast Ben Stiller's father it was oh, the roast of Jerry Stiller that she uh, that Larry saw her oh um, my god Jerry's and um, and uh, uh, I'm so upset because I loved our wardrobe person on curb her. you
0: can just you can just have a, a susie hat that steals an entire fucking scene i you... know
2: well by the way we were at the emmys uh the last time we were live at the emmys which was i think two years ago and um and again trying to remember the name of the woman she created uh, a magnificent mrs mazel it it won for best show and when she went up she had this black outfit and this black hot hat and at the HBO party, after the Emmys, myself, Jeff Schaefer, and Larry David were at the table talking about it, just like being confused. And all of us at once went, Susie! And, <laughs> and we had her dress like that for a scene where we, 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 we made fun of her and it was awesome. But yeah, she just, her outfits make us all just happy. Oh man. That- and also, by the way, I will say this, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Everyone on that show truly loves one another, like a Good. deep he comes across deep man. You love, couldn't do it without a deep a deep love every one of us there's not one in the bunch who are like "eh, no, these are people, these are the closest mates i yeah. could and the best mates I could ever possibly imagine
0: and I, and, and I think like you know every every new cornerstone of of a series that you bring in sometimes like vince vaughn for example you know oh and vince by the way vince has
2: fit right in and vince also is from my hometown and we we I, i i first met vince when he was 17 years old i performed at his high school i performed at his high school with a bunch of second city people and we brought him out of the audience he was a kid in the audience he came up and he said the word fuck while we were up there, created chaos in the school, the students, and he got in a lot of trouble. But that's when I first met Vince, my love for him. And he is just, well, there are certain people of a certain acting style where it just fit in. And that's his, Vince and I, I could literally say, if I only work with Vince for the rest of my career, it would work and make sense.
0: Oh, man, that's, that is good. That that fills my heart a bit because I, I think it comes across.
2: Imagine Python, which is set in the, I said SCTV, and that was a specific, Second City Television was a specific group of Second City people. So imagine Python wasn't just those guys, but that was the name of the theater. And they put it on the map. Can you imagine along yeah. the way, the people that could hold the candle? And that's kind of like the same analogy with second city. There's some greatness there and been mm-hmm. greatness, but there's equally a, a, a bunch of people who want to be famous. That mm-hmm. to me, that's the thing about show business. That is so strange to me is someone who doesn't have to do it, doing it yeah. <laughs> because it's yeah. so hard yeah. and it's a journey. I mean, it takes a minimum of 10 years to have any idea of what you're doing. And, <laughs> and, and, the idea that someone would want this, it's too hard. And especially now with criticism and, and the way the world is, I, I just don't get it. I'm confused. I've turned into an old man, very confused.
0: I think I think uh, anyone over 40 is rapidly considered old and that was maybe 10 years ago. Can be, but I read this story
2: on the New York Times today about this thing where birds aren't real, where it was a, a kid putting out this whole thing uh, it was absurdism. He even mentioned yeah. it, where of course birds are real, but there are people who believed it, who followed it because he never broke character and it was just a bunch of crap and it still is, but a lot of people do get it, but there are plenty of people who are like, yeah. And they said, what do you think of the people who think that birds aren't real? And he goes, they got a lot more problems than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly man exactly well look jeff thank you so much for your time man. thank you yeah. william it's been
2: a pleasure and an honor to spend time with you
0: thank you that is very kind of you and um long may long may you reign my friend you're long may gem. you reign
2: and please uh just enjoy your day
0: and honestly i'm, I'm happy with your diagnosis and i'm happy that you're happy with it you know, I'm, I'm ecstatic it. it's um, the
2: it's like yeah. it's opened the curtains Good. Now the curtains were closed on this thing. Now it's opened the curtains. See, that's what I've done. I'm not closed the curtains. Now the <laughs> curtains are open.
0: <laughs> that's beautiful, man. That's really, that, that is beautiful. Thank you so much, Jeff. All right, pal. I'll talk to you soon. Take care, buddy. You too.
2: I appreciate it. That was Thank fun. Thank you.
0: Good. Yeah. yeah, it was. Thank Thanks. you.